0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fees, 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to a Face Connecticut, an in depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Face Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080, WTIC-FM, and WTIC.com. Aaron Kupek with you this Sunday morning, and we are pleased to be joined by Dr. Matthew Carter. He is the state epidemiologist with the State Department of Public Health. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you. It has been a rough flu season so far in Connecticut. The department released some new numbers this past Thursday. Bring us up to date on where things stand.
1: Well, for folks who've heard about the flu story, and, and it's kind of hard to have missed this past season. Um, this has been a very long and difficult influenza season, both here in Connecticut and across the United States. Um, yesterday, the Department of Public Health announced uh, additional hospitalizations that have occurred. We're almost at uh, 2,000 influenza hospitalizations. We also reported an, an additional 20 deaths that are related to to flu. Um, we now have a total of 97 flu-related deaths that have been reported to us so far this flu season. Um, we've been keeping track of of flu-related deaths since t- the influenza pandemic in 2009, and this is already much greater than the total deaths that we've seen uh, in the years from 2009 to the present.
0: This year, the flu seems to be targeting specific segments of the population in terms of age groups, the really young and the older population?
1: Yeah, the very young and, and the very old uh, and persons in between who have underlying illnesses have always been at risk for serious illness from the flu. Uh, this year, when people hear f- flu season, um, you need to uh, one of the things you need to remember is that there's not just one flu virus, kind of flu virus, out there. There's actually at least three um there's two two different kinds of influenza a and there's also influenza b uh, circulating in the community the influenza a virus it's called influenza a h3n2 uh, which is this, uh, the way the scientific uh, designation for this virus is the one that is hitting our senior citizens especially hard and the vast majority of our hospitalizations uh, and deaths have been in people who are 65 years of age or older. Um, what is also uh, unusual about this year is that uh, sort of the next greatest group that's been affected are people who are 50 to 65 years of age. And the influenza A virus has been impacting them quite significantly as well. Awful, we have also seen an upsurge over the past six weeks in another kind of influenza that's called influenza type B. And it's in most years, uh, these two sort of waves of influenza don't usually happen at the same time, but this year they are happening at the same time and contributing to sort of high levels of. Uh, flu and flu hospitalizations across the state that has now lasted uh, for uh, three or four weeks, uh, which is really unusual. Uh, the, uh, the influenza B virus uh, tends to hit children um, uh, harder than older adults, uh, although to be honest with you, if you have influenza B, uh, you won't f- feel any better than if you had influenza A. They still feel awful. People need to remember that influenza is not the cold uh, it's not the sniffles it's really the one that happens to you suddenly. you get a fever, a chills, cough, body aches, uh, you feel awful, you feel like you've been run over by a truck and it lasts for days and um, and uh, both of these flu viruses, influenza A and b will cause the same kinds of symptoms. So no one can really tell, you can't tell the difference between the two. If there was a silver lining here is that the vaccine, based on what we now know, uh, released by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, is more effective against the B virus uh, than the A virus. And uh, why is that important? Uh, it's important because the It's 50% effective against B, only about 25% effective against the influenza A virus. But that's still better protection than not getting the vaccine. And that's why we're still recommending that people get influenza vaccination if they have not already done so. Especially those people who are at high risk, the very young, the very old, and other persons with underlying illnesses.
0: This is around the time of year when the flu typically peaks, Has there been any sign of that yet this year? Uh,
1: Well, what we've seen is, and in the last three weeks, it appears to have peaked. But most people think of a peak, you reach the peak and then it goes down. Well, we've been at the peak for three weeks now. And that peak has persisted in a way that uh, I haven't seen in many years, to be quite frank. Um, so we've continued to have widespread influenza activity, and rates of emergency department visits around 14% of all ED visits have been for influenza-like illness, and it has stayed that way for about three weeks. It's it hasn't. It's just it may. Be starting to go down, but we're not sure. Um, flu is very unpredictable.
0: How does this flu season stack up against bad flu seasons in the past?
1: One thing to remember is there is no good flu season. That even in what people call the mild flu season, 10,000 Americans die from influenza. In a severe or bad influenza season, about 50,000 Americans die from Uh, From influenza. So where do we stand this year? Well, certainly Somewhere in between from my past experience and I've been doing this for uh, for three decades now tracking flu in Connecticut This is most like what happened in 2003-2004 When uh, there was an A strain called a fujian that caused high levels of uh, hospitalization and deaths Some folks may remember that year as well, because there was that year, there was actually a vaccine shortage. And uh, I still remember, you know, pictures uh, in, in the media of people trying to get vaccinated and not being able to find vaccine. Fortunately, that's not the situation this year in Connecticut. Vaccine is available, although you may have to call around a bit before you can find a place where you can get the vaccine.
0: We've heard it repeated over and over again, but it bears repeating once again. How can you help prevent the spread of the flu?
1: Well, things that people can do. I mean to, for me, uh, I think s- staying home if you have if you're sick is probably the the most important thing that you can do in terms of preventing the spread of flu to others. That means staying out of work, not going to school. I know that's not necessarily possible for some people, but it is really important because schools and work uh, and other community settings are places where influenza can be spread. In terms of uh, what people can do to prevent getting the flu in addition to the influenza vaccine? Well, obviously avoiding close contact with people who have flu-like symptoms. Coughing is a perfect example of uh, a way that uh, the influenza virus can be transmitted. Uh, people may not be aware that influenza virus can survive on uh, environmental surfaces for for a short period of time. And uh, you could touch a doorknob if somebody coughed into their hand and then open the door, it, that virus could be on the doorknob. You open the same door with the same doorknob, you might get it on your hand. If you touch your mouth or your eyes, um, that virus could uh, enter your uh, your body at that point of view, uh, at that point, and uh, cause you to develop influenza. So uh, that leads to the second part, which is to make sure you wash your hands frequently. It, it works for viruses in general and bacteria. And those, I think, are really... Among the two things that you can do, some of the other things that work as well uh, is is. Avoiding, you know, covering your mouth and nose with a tissue if you sneeze or cough and throw away the tissue and wash your hands. Also covering your cough, you may notice that uh, it's been more common over the last uh, decade or so for people to cough or sneeze into their sleeve and not into their hands. That's another way to do it. So cover your cough is, uh, and to do it in a way that cuts down on your uh, potential for transmitting the virus to others is is, is the thing to do. Uh, Clearly, uh, folks get really uh, you know there's there's reason to be concerned about this year, but there are things that you can do. Um, Not everyone in Connecticut's going to get the flu this year, Uh, and uh, it's estimated based on estimates from the CDC, uh, a lot of us will. Uh, About 10% of Connecticut's population, or about uh, almost 400,000 people, will probably get influenza before this is over this season.
0: And many of those people will not have a lab-confirmed case of the flu, right? right.
1: Well, most people uh, will not need to get a flu test to know that they have the flu. Most physicians uh, and healthy people, uh, flu usually is an illness that uh, will get better on its own with what's called supportive treatment. Um I know people uh, are worried about the media stories about people who are have been healthy and who have also developed influenza, been hospitalized, and, and even died. Uh, each one of the deaths that occurs, and there have been ninety-seven deaths so far in Connecticut. Uh, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, these are are they are all tragedies, especially the ones involving children, uh, which affect all of us uh, uh, so personally. Having done this for such a long period of time. Uh, This year is just another reminder that uh, influenza is a serious illness and in between, you know, and years like this don't happen that often, but they happen a couple, two to three times a decade where we see these really severe influenza seasons and this is one of them.
0: What is Tamiflu and can that help
1: lessen flu symptoms? Tamiflu is uh, the trade name for a kind of medicine called an antiviral medication. These are medications that actually um, work against directly against the flu virus. In in this case, and Tamiflu is one of these uh, antiviral medications. It has been shown that, and it's a pill. It's not a shot. Um, And if Tamiflu is given within the first twenty-four to forty-eight hours of illness, um, it can Shorten the duration of symptoms. So, uh, and for that, so say for example, you might be sick for ten days with the flu. If you take Tamiflu early on, it reduces that by about three days. You may be get better by day seven. You may say, well, what's Three days, but three days with the flu and being miserable is not insignificant. And the second thing that a medication like Tamiflu does as well, it can decrease the severity of symptoms. And it is especially um, being used this year for people who are hospitalized with influenza, uh, uh, folks, and so folks who are hospitalized. They're hospitalized because they have a serious illness from the flu, and Tamiflu is being used in those settings to treat people. It's also being used in an outpatient setting as well, especially for those people who are at serious risk for uh, illness. Uh, For example, uh, children with asthma. I mean, if you get influenza on top of... uh, another health problem like asthma, it can be a very serious il- uh, illness uh, and if taking Tamiflu early on an illness prevents that person from getting hospitalized and that's, uh, that's a treatment success.
0: You're listening to Face Connecticut. We are talking to Dr. Matthew Carter. He is the State Epidemiologist with the State Department of Public Health. As you noted, there has been a lot of media attention this year on the severity of the flu season and the, the calls seem to be getting louder for more research into the flu and the push toward a universal flu vaccine. How realistic is that?
1: The goal of a universal flu vaccine, and I'll explain what that is in a moment, has, has been something that scientists have been searching for for decades. Uh, Right now, the way we make influenza vaccine is very similar to the way it was made uh, 70 years ago. And uh, right now, most of the flu vaccine that we use in the United States is still actually the virus is grown in chicken eggs. And... and How this works is that sometime this month of February there'll be a recommendation from a a group of scientists uh, in Washington uh, as to what should go into the flu vaccine for the next flu season. Uh, This information is based on the best available information about the virus that's circulating now in the United States. Uh, That information is transmitted to the manufacturing uh, companies, the pharmaceutical companies who make vaccine. Vaccines made uh, late spring, early summer, and then is then shipped out for vaccination in September, October, November, December, and so on. The reason why this is uh, uh, this happens every year is because the influenza virus uh, changes a little bit all the time. Sometimes these changes are small. Sometimes these changes are large, uh, and but what happens then is that. This year's vaccine will not necessarily protect anybody, from, uh, won't pro- probably protect anybody from influenza next year. We need a different vaccine for that based on the viruses that we think will be in circulation next year. So uh, the situation that we find ourselves in is that the influenza vaccine is not as effective as the other vaccines that we're used to getting. For example, childhood vaccines are much more like 90% to 95% effective in preventing illness. The influenza vaccine, even when the match is good, the so the, the prediction is good, the virus that goes into the vaccine is good. Remember, it's not a live virus that goes in the vaccine. It's a killed virus. Uh, so nobody can get the flu from the shot. But it, if the match is good, uh, the vaccine might be 50% effective in preventing illness, um, especially in you know, in adults, and maybe sixty to seventy percent effective in children. Uh, when the match is not so good, we get like uh, this year. Uh, the vaccine effectiveness might only be ten to twenty five percent in adults, and fifty uh, percent or so in children. In 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 general, the vaccine is more effective in children than it is in older folks. Uh, those of us who are close to uh, the age of sixty five our immune systems don't respond as well uh, as we get older and uh, and actually, for older adults there's actually a vaccine that has an sort of extra dose of the of the uh, Ingredients: those killed viruses that we then build antibodies against to try to boost our immune response because we don't respond as well to vaccines in general.
0: Kind of a turbo shot.
1: Yeah, exactly. Our immune systems don't work quite as well as they used to. We certainly need vaccines that are more effective, uh, even with existing uh, uh, manufacturing resources. It takes uh, considerable uh amount of manufacturing resources to try to vaccinate, as we do in this country. On average, in the U.S., we vaccinate about 100 million people every fall uh, against influenza. That's certainly not the majority of our population. It's only it's less than half. But better vaccine using the current technology would be good. What this vaccine that people call universal vaccine is, uh, is to try to find a a new way to make flu vaccine that actually targets the part of the influenza virus that don't change every year. And the reason why this would be really, really helpful is because it would mean that we could have a flu shot that gives long lasting protection. Um, Wouldn't it be great not to have to try to vaccinate everybody every year, but you could get a flu shot that lasts for five years and maybe you will need, or 10 years, and you could get a booster shot. And uh, and you wouldn't have to be tied to this annual flu vaccination. Uh, so long-lasting protection is that that part of the universal flu vaccine that uh, people are hoping that today's technology might enable some kind of breakthrough to create such a vaccine.
0: Do you get the sense that government support has to be part of this effort because? You know, if if pharmaceutical companies can sell a flu vaccine every year, are they really going to be enthusiastic about creating one where they only have they can only sell one per person or two per person?
1: Uh, it's a really good question. Um, what I, what I've been able to learn. <clears throat> about the flu manufacturing process over the years is that it's that for pharmaceutical companies uh, making flu vaccine itself is a pretty high risk endeavor um, a lot of years they make more vaccine you know they they try to make as much vaccine as as there are people willing to get vaccinated uh, some years they may make 140 million doses and and only 100 million are given and and uh, that remaining vaccine has to be essentially discarded. Um, and so there's not a lot of profit in making vaccines like influenza to, be, uh, to begin with. And certainly in terms of development of a universal vaccine, I think clearly what we've learned is that uh, a government involvement will probably be necessary in the development of such a vaccine um, and then working with pharmaceutical companies to uh, make sure that there is a market out there.
0: Notice this past year that some places that offer the flu vaccine are advertising it in the summertime, late summer. But is there an optimal time to get vaccinated for the flu?
1: Well, there's there's really two parts uh, to your question. Um, It's really difficult to vaccinate even half the population in just September, October, November which are the sort of the best times to be vaccinated. So what's happened over the last decade is um, <clears throat> that's been extended into, into August, uh, for example, um, because most people get vaccinated in the outpatient setting. And if someone has a doctor's appointment in August, and uh, it, most uh, physicians in that situation may choose to give the vaccine then or someone might get it in a pharmacy just because the person is there looking for the shot. The shot will still be effective, uh, especially in children, but in older folks, someone who's vaccinated in August, um, uh, for example, if someone 65 is vaccinated in August, they may not have uh, good protection against uh, influenza come February. Um, and so for older folks, many physicians and other vaccine uh, providers uh, may choose to wait a bit later and vaccinate those folks more along the, uh, the lines of late October sometime during November.
0: Basic Biology 101 question are in the last couple of minutes in the program. Antibiotics will not help fight the flu, correct?
1: Ah, right. Well, antibiotics work against bacteria. But let me tell you why they're important. Most people who get very sick from influenza um, and even, or who die from influenza actually don't die from the influenza virus itself, but get a, a bacterial infection on top of the viral infections. So you'll start out with a flu virus infection, your lungs get congested, and that creates a place for bacteria to grow. Uh, and uh, and those people can develop bacterial pneumonia um, and also can develop uh, infect bacterial infections of the bloodstream. These are both things that can cause people to dra- rapidly become um, so sick they require intensive care unit treatment, antibiotic treatment, and um, uh, in order to prevent death. So there is a role for antibiotics in preventing those and trying to treat those serious complications of what starts out as a fluid infection.
0: Do you typically see following a bad flu season that more people will get vaccinated the following year?
1: We certainly saw that after the pandemic in 2009. But, you know, as I said, these, these influenza years like this um, don't happen every year. And so um, there... The way I I tend to think of it, it, there are folks who prepare for emergencies by having emergency kits downstairs in the basement and gallons of water and other people who don't do that preparing. And I think there are people who prepare for flu season by getting shots and others who sort of wait to see how things are going. Um, And uh, um, I think that's true. That will be true next fall. People will be listening. um, uh, If I were to give people advice, uh, and if you're really trying to make a decision about whether to get a flu site next fall, do a little Googling and see if you can find some information about what the flu season was like in Australia, because their flu season is during our summer. And last summer, Australia got hit by this very same strain of the influenza and had the same experience that we had. So based on the Australian experience last summer, uh, a lot of us were expecting that this, this year would not be an easy one.
0: He is Dr. Matthew Carter, state epidemiologist. Thank you so much for joining us this morning.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Face Connecticut. I'm Aaron Kupek. Enjoy the balance of your weekend. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio.